My name is Tom Abbott from the University of Warwick. The publication of the Stern Review has thrown into sharp focus the challenge of tackling global warming and climate change. The review has triggered a debate about how we manage greenhouse gases and the costs involved in tackling the problem. The debate is largely centred on two approaches, carbon trading and green taxation. With me is Dr Andrew Sentence. Andrew is based at the Centre for the Study of Globalisation and Regionalisation at the University of Warwick. Andrew, um, can you explain to me how carbon trading actually works? Well, I think the notion behind carbon trading is that you put a price on uh, generating emissions or put a cost on it. Um, And in that way, it's uh, similar to a tax approach, which also puts a cost on generating emissions. But with carbon trading, there's, a, there's an incentive, there's a positive side on the, other, on the other side of the equation. So actually companies which invest to reduce emissions will make money. Um, and that is one of the benefits, that's one of the upsides of a carbon trading approach. With a tax-based approach, it's very difficult to track where the money goes. But with a carbon trading approach, the money flows in the direction of environmental benefits. Europe's had a carbon trading system for quite a while now, hasn't it? How does it actually operate? Do countries produce permits and then then sell those? The the basic um, infrastructure behind a carbon trading system is that you need to agree a limit on the amount of emissions. And I think that's something that's becoming widely accepted. We do need to put a limit on the amount of emissions to reduce the problem of global warming and climate change. The difficult bit then comes that has to be parceled up between different countries or between different companies. Um, But once you've done that parceling up, everybody's got an allocation of how much that they can generate in terms of emissions. Now, this is where the clever bit comes in, because not everybody's going to be able to keep within that limit. Um, But if you exceed your limit, uh, you're going to need to buy a surplus from somebody who's already who's undershooting their limit. So there can be pluses and minuses, but the pluses and minuses have to balance out. And what mi- what makes them balance out is the market. Um, I will trade, if I'm in the system, I can trade with other people in the system so that at the end of the day, we've all jointly met the limit that's been set. I just want to sort of clarify exactly how it works. I'm an organisation um, creating... Uh, 100,000 tonnes of carbon dioxide a year. What, how do I actually operate this system? What do I do in order to trade that? Well, first of all, you would have an allocation, uh, which would be based, um, I think, in the longer term on declining amounts of emissions that you could produce over time. Um, there needs to be a fair and reasonable system of way that allocation is worked out. Mm. But for an individual company, they will see each year there's a certain amount that they're allowed to permit, uh, allowed to emit. And for those emissions, they need to have permits. Now, part of that will, c- will come free with their allocation. But if they exceed that allocation, they then need to buy permits from companies who have a spare allocation. Um, and so we need a system of accounting that sits behind that. Now, in the UK, we've been running over the last five years a voluntary emissions trading scheme that has worked broadly satisfactorily for the companies who've been involved in it. We've shown that that accounting system can work. That accounting system does work in the European Emissions Trading Scheme, but you do need that accounting system. And essentially, it then creates an incentive for those who can reduce their emissions most easily to do that and sell their market their permits into the marketplace to those who find it harder to make reductions. Is global warming and climate change something we can actually leave to the market? Or 
should we be looking for sort of stronger legislative action um, to prevent companies starting to emit carbon in the first place or helping them to uh, reduce their carbon emissions? Can we leave it up to the market to sort this problem out? Well, in one sense, it's not just leaving it up to the market because at the beginning of any trading system, there has to be limits which are put in place um, and enforceable um, and a regulatory system around that. But we've learned in other areas of life that if we can use the market as much as possible, that gives much more freedom to find the most efficient way forward. And I think one of the big worries with dealing with climate change is that it's going to be costly. Uh, it's going to cost, and, and one of the, I suppose, worries is it's going to cost too much. If we can ha- allow the market to help us find the most cost-effective ways forward, that's going to help keep down the cost to the consumer and make it much more politically acceptable to take action in this area. Is carbon trading sexy enough to solve these problems, to capture the public imagination? Um, David Cameron and Min Campbell have both come out very strongly in favour of green taxation rather than carbon trading. Um, Green taxation, I guess, is an idea that the general public can get their head around quite easily, but carbon trading seems to be a lot more complicated. I think we've seen problems with green taxation in that uh, we've seen that the, the current government came in with an idea that they would introduce a fuel escalator and they started pushing up the cost of fuel. But it, it created a public reaction. Um, people generally don't like taxes. They don't like to pay extra and they're very worried about where the money is going. I think with a trading system, um, you can say, put your hand in your heart and say that money is flowing to the companies who are actually investing in helping solve this environmental problem. And that's very important. So there are, uh, when you say um, sort of uh, green taxes might be sexy, they might also evoke a public reaction. And if they evoke a public reaction and make measures unpopular, they're actually going to stop us doing things uh, on climate change and global warming. Is the current carbon trading system getting enough of a profile? Is it as well known as it should be? Well, one good thing about emissions trading is it works behind the scenes. Uh, It isn't too visible necessarily to the consumer. Um, But in the prices that people pay for the products that use um, energy Mm. and generate emissions, that cost will be reflected through emissions trading. Um, I think some of the publicity around emissions trading has been unhelpful in, in it's seen as a sort of bureaucratic European scheme. Um, I think it does need to be made uh, streamlined, made something that's part of business life, something that people accept and, in a sense, treat as part of normal business activity. Mm. But from the individual consumer point of view, um, it doesn't need to be too visible as long as it's working effectively behind the scenes and in a way that's not too bureaucratic for the companies that ultimately have to be involved with it. I suppose the difficulty, though, is that while those costs are hidden that our own individual personal responsibility for energy consumption in those areas doesn't get addressed because it's something that we don't see, whereas a green tax is something that affects us directly, so we're more likely to take individual action um, to cut emissions. I think most people are agreed that if we're going to address climate change, we're going to need action in in three directions. Mm. Um, We're going to need technology, um, new technologies that will come along as helpers. We're going to need economic instruments, and that's where this debate between tax and emissions trading comes in. You need an economic signal to send people off in the right direction. And we're going to need education and behavioural change. Um, On the front of education and behavioural change, there's probably a lot more that needs to be done in terms of labelling products, 
in terms of making people aware of the energy consumption around their house. Emissions trading is not a substitute for that. It can run alongside it. I think the point is, though, to get market-friendly measures that are not going to be too costly, um, because if we impose too high a cost on the consumer, the consumer is going to react um, and is not going to accept uh, the steps that we may need to take to help the global climate. Mm. Um, does all of this matter not a jot if China and America don't join the, join the system? I think in this whole area um, of economic instruments, we're going to need to, f- to find, over time, a much more international approach. Um, the European Emissions Trading Scheme is a start because it actually includes a group of 25 countries within the European Union, and they will trade amongst themselves. Now, that's an already an international trading scheme, but that's only covering part of the world's problem, but it does show that you can trade internationally. What we've got to do is get more acceptance um, in other countries that this is a good way forward. But we're already seeing Canada and Japan countries developing their own emissions trading scheme. In the United States, which takes, in a public policy standpoint, a slightly different view, there's already a large voluntary emissions trading scheme. So this approach is getting broader acceptance in the international community. But a voluntary scheme, it, it, it doesn't have the, the weight behind it, does it? A voluntary scheme is clearly not going to get us where we need to go in the longer term, but it shows that some action is being taken and there's some recognition in the value of this approach. Can carbon trading deliver enough of a change in a short space of time? A lot of scientists are saying that we need to, you know, it's either too late to have, to start addressing these issues or that we need to do it right now. Um, is carbon trading something that can deliver results quickly? I think it can deliver the results over the timescale we need if we start putting in place over the next five to ten years the right mechanisms. I think the key challenge at the moment is to get international agreement and put in place the right mechanisms. Um, I think one of the problems with tax-based approaches is there's very little record of getting international agreement on taxation-based approaches. Mm. Um, On an emissions trading uh, in an emissions trading framework, you can see how uh, there's a there's basis for an infrastructure which could allow people to trade across different countries. And actually what it could lead to is the countries that need to do the most um, over the longer term, such as China and India, uh, they will actually benefit through flows of money from an emissions trading scheme if they're brought into it. So again, could create an incentive for some other countries to come in um, and take on more responsibility in this area. There has been some comment as well, I suppose, that um, an emissions trading system tends to benefit richer countries against poorer countries. Um, is that the case? I don't think it doesn't uh, work that way necessarily. Um, there's obviously got to be some agreement about the allocation of the, um, the limits uh, in the first place. And at the moment, we haven't got a framework going beyond the Kyoto Protocol which is only accepted partially in the international community for doing that. So emissions trading is a tool uh, that would need to sit alongside a broader international agreement, which does include the United States, does include Asian countries like China and India. I think what we're in the process of doing at the moment in Europe is showing that this approach can work um, and that we can overcome some of the logistical and technical problems of setting it up. Um, But... I think once we've demonstrated that, I think there'll be greater acceptance in the international community.
Has anyone done any studies yet as to whether or not there is that knock-on effect of people introducing more carbon-efficient ways of business as a result of the emissions trading system? It's early days in terms of carbon emissions, but in the United States for some time they've had uh, a trading scheme that's worked very successfully for power generators in respect of sulphur dioxide emissions. Sulphur dioxide creates what's called acid rain, Mm. uh, which is responsible for deforestation. Um, the sulphur dioxide trading scheme in the United States has actually achieved much lower cost reductions than people thought and has indeed incentivized the investment. So in a different area we've seen it working. The bigger challenge now is to bring it into a much bigger problem of climate change and CO2 emissions. What's the effect of not having a carbon trading system? Well, I think a carbon trading system is not essential but I think the benefits of it is that it allows us to find the most cost-effective way forward through the marketplace. The alternative is that we actually force individual sectors and individual activities to make reductions uh, of a certain size, and we have a big argument about how that is done. An emissions trading system creates a bit of a safety valve. We will have to have, to some degree, a discussion about allocations. But it creates a safety valve for those who find it harder to make reduction, to say, OK, I'm going to, Im- I'm going to effectively buy the permits. That permit incentivizes investment elsewhere. Um, and I'm, instead of making the reductions myself, I'm going to pay someone else to do it for me. Now, in other areas of life, we do rely on the market. Um, there's a famous quote from Adam Smith that says, it's not because of the benevolence of the butcher or the grocer or the baker that we get our food it's because of their self-interest and essentially we're taking that self-interest that we use in other areas of life and applying it to this big issue of climate change and harnessing those market mechanisms for the public good Andrew, thank you very much Thank you